Hello, everybody. This is Simone Faith here at One Stop Beauty Supply located in Moyoc, North Carolina. And I know, I know, guys, I am a day late and a dollar short. I was supposed to do this video yesterday. You guys, I have gotten so bogged up with uh, redoing my store adding more products, taking away things that haven't sold. But before I tell you about what I would have talked about on Business Tuesday, let me tell you about some of the things that I'm doing in my store. And maybe you could implement these ideas in your store. So you guys, you know, come July of this year, we would have been open two years. And listen, one year is a long time in developing your store and kind of getting it how you want it to really look to people and trying to figure out what sells, what don't sell, what move, what will not move. So let me tell you guys, I had one particular hair product in my store for almost a year and it didn't move. And I was going to do like some of the other ladies that I see online where they get their product. If it's not moving in their store, then they kind of sell it to somebody else. And I said to myself, well, I don't know if I want to sell it. Let me see if it'll move. So after one year and exactly one month, I sold out of all 50 units of this hair. This was the craziest thing in the world. So I am a big believer of this. Stop selling your product, you guys, because sometimes as soon as you sell it, then there is a demand for it. Even if you're putting up other new things, I know that you guys have a tremendous a tremendous amount of hair, but not all of your hair move, you guys. But you don't know when it's going to move. So really keep an eye, a good eyeball on your hair. For me, rather than looking at inventory numbers, my store is small. So like I tell people, when you first open your store, you need, you need to walk your store every day. Look at your products. Uh, if you're a small store like me, then you're probably ordering maybe six to 12 pieces of one item. I don't carry more than 12 and minimum is six. And I keep an eyeball on it. If it moves, you know, I watch it. If it's a slow mover, I watch it. And if it's something that just burns like thunder, I'm watching. But anyway, you guys, when I first opened up in my wig store, I went and purchased bookshelves. Bookshelves big enough to hold wig heads on because I didn't want to go to Uline. You know, I was really being cheap about everything. But let me tell you what I end up doing almost a year and a half later. I wish I would have thought about this earlier. I took apart my bookshelves and, you know, kept the wood part long enough to put on the wall. I spray painted it, you know, the colors of my logo. And my husband and I was putting the shelves from the bookcase on the wall so that the wigs would have a more uniform appearance. Now, truly, the wig shop in my store looks really professional. It's nothing wrong with bookcase, I mean, bookshelves, you guys. And listen, I am a firm believer of starting with what's in your budget. Don't go crazy. I don't care about people having glass shelves and this and that. None of that matters. If you can't afford it and no money is coming in. So one of the ideas that I did was I had my bookshelves and they were kind of old. I mean, they were cute for what I did with it, for what they was worth. And you could buy bookshelves at thrift stores between 30 and maybe $100 based on the wood and the look of the shelves. And I simply broke them down. I took a hammer to them and honey, I was hammering off um, sides and these pieces and that pieces. When I looked up, you guys, I had 
Um, matter of fact, let me go walk in there right now. I was opening my store, you guys. I was sitting down doing this. And I could tell you exactly how many shelves are on the wall. Let me see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Now, th this is eight shelves. At first, I had just a few shelves on the wall with bookcases. And I'm going to tell you how many heads can go on each shelf. Now, this is eight new shelves I put up, you guys. And it's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Ten wig heads on each shelf. And I already had some shelves up. And I was able to put up eight more, which is 80 wig heads on the shelf. It's crazy. I mean, it's incredible. And they're not too low where people would get mad and have to bend low. And I still have room, you guys, to add more shelves, which I am going to do. So that is um another little, little, little secret that, you know, you guys could probably do that. Maybe you may not be thinking about you. You might just be like me buying some bookshelves and putting product on it. So we don't want you guys to forget that you could do that. Now, what I was going to talk about yesterday, I'll go in today is, should you put stickers on your merchandise? Should you mark it with black markers? Or, or should you simply scan it in your inventory? Now, you know, if you scan it in your inventory through your POS, there's a lot of benefits in that. You know, scanning, it lets you know how many you have left. If your system is set up like that, uh, maybe you even have the system that order in for you as it's going out. Now, I am in a small store, you guys, a very small store, like less than a thousand square feet. And I either write the price on it or I sticker it on it. I don't really have a problem with theft like other stores do. I just don't have that issue right now. I'm not saying that I will not have it, but right now, praise be to God, I don't have that problem. I write on each and every product. One, one reason why I write on it, when customers pick it up, I don't want customers to say, how much is this? How much is this? Every single time. And customers will do that, even if the price is in front of them on a skew, right there or on the side of your gondola or wherever your price is. A customer will still ask you what the price is. An example is that, Peppermint oil, you know, the Via Via natural oils. I normally put how much it is on the box. That that wasn't good enough because when the customer is looking at something, keep in mind, if they're picking up a few items, they are adding those items up in their head, you guys. So it's very important. And I'm going to be honest with you. I hate to go to places where they simply scan the barcode. I don't know what the price is. I'm picking it up and I got to take everything to the register. I don't like that. I've been to places like that. I cannot stand it. I only know the price when I get to the register. Now, that's a problem because why take it up there if I really can't afford it? Because there are some things, guys, you know we can't afford. You know we can't. I can't make this up. So I personally don't like that. And I've been in beauty supplies where I don't know the price. And everything that I want, I have to ask them for it. So I don't like that. So you guys, try to figure out what's best for your consumers and what's best for you. You know, are you like me with the small inventory? And I could literally walk to my store and count the hundreds of products that I have 
in here. I know exactly what's missing. I know what's not missing. I know what's gone, what's not gone. So I like to put prices on everything, you guys. And that's very important. Signage is very, very important, you guys. If you sell shoes like I do in your store, put them on sale. Let people be able to see the price. Give them the option of deciding if they could pay for that now. They shouldn't have to pick up everything, almost everything in your store and say, how much is this? How much is this? How much is this? No, you guys, you should have a ballpark price on it where you are able to help your customers a little better. And for me, it works. I like to put my price on objects, you know, in case anybody come in, I have an audit. All the prices are on there. We do weekly checks and I make sure... All the prices are uniform. You know, like sometimes you'll look at a product and a person have them stacked up and maybe the first product is $7.99. And if you go behind their product, it's $3.99. We don't want that to happen. You want all your products to be the same price. And that's something as a black beauty supply that we need to look at, you guys. We need to look at that. We need to... When you're looking at your business and you're thinking of your business, do it like this. If you was coming in there to shop, what would you look at? What would make you look at it? And how would you look at it? How would you look at it? Would you just walk in and look around? Or as you pick things up, you want to know the price because that's how you're able to buy it. So, you guys, that's very important. I go in a lot of places. The signage is not there. Let me tell you something else, guys. You know how when people use their debit or credit card, there are signs that say minimum $5. Okay, so there's a lot of controversy going on about that. Some people say you could put the sign up. Some say you can't. Some say that if the Visa or MasterCard people walk in, you got to take the sign down. I'm going to tell you this, though. If you know your business... Uh, needs a minimum of $5 to do a debit or credit card and there's no signage, how would a customer know that? Why would you wait until they have the product up there just to tell them, oh, you, the minimum is $5 for you to spend? Why would you do that? Don't do it, you guys. Be professional as you can. Look at the business as if it wasn't yours and it was somebody else's and what would you want to have done? Okay. And for you guys who have employees, when they close up the next day, if you come in, walk your store. You're the owner. You know, what's out of place? Did they front and straighten the store? Did they vacuum? You know, is your front door and your windows clean? Is it presentable for customers? Is the trash empty? You know, is the bathrooms clean for those of us who have bathrooms and we let people use them? Is it clean? Did the dusting get done? You know, pay attention to your workers too, guys. Just don't have people work for you and, you know, you go back to your store and stuff is out of place. Nothing is straightened. You know, not, no trash got empty because all of that is important. First, the cleanliness of the store. Second is you want to keep pests out of your store. You want to keep bugs out of your store, you guys. So that's very important. And I say this, if your store don't look good to you, if you can't walk in your store and be like, damn, I am doing it, then a customer is not going to feel like, damn, this is a nice store. When you first walk in a store, guys, remember, most women walk in with their senses. We smell, you know, things are pleasing to the eye. We want to touch things. You know, if you sell purses and shoes, you guys, just don't put the most raggediest thing that you have 
out there for people to sell. Put things out there that make sense. Put a beautiful purse with a pair of shoes. Make it make sense, you guys. Make it make sense. So that the person will want to buy them because they're looking at the combo that they must have. Remember, the question that you have to ask yourself, why should people shop at your store? What sets your store apart from any other beauty supply? Why would people drive 30 minutes to get to your store? What would be the reason? Do you have good customer service? Do you open late every day? Are you on time? What kind of service do you provide? Those are the questions that you have to ask yourself about your business. And let me say this, guys, before I get ready to go. I always tell you anything that somebody else have or had, you can have it. Nothing is out of reach. If it's been done before, it can be done again. It's following a pattern. A lot of people don't like to follow patterns because a lot of us think we know everything. But if you've never been in the hair business game, then you don't know anything. So learn from the people who have done excellent and better before you. And who is that? The Asians. The Asians. From how many years? I am 50. 50 years old. I've been going to Asian hair shops my entire life, with the exception of probably being a baby. Okay? Yes, they stores is junky. Yes, they are. Some of their customer service is disgusting. Deplorable. Absolutely. But what have you learned from them besides the negative? Don't just open a business because you say, well, I don't like the way they treated black people. That, that's not a good enough reason to open that business. It, it has to be more than that. Okay, because, yes, we all have experienced bad customer service. It doesn't even have to be from them. We have experienced it. What else? I mean, really look at their business. You guys take a look at their business. Take a deep look. Look at their business with business eyes and not with emotional baggage. So what do I see when I really look at their business? They sell everything anything they can get their hands on they sell it sometimes it doesn't move for years you hardly ever see asians on the internet selling their hair for a dollar or wholesale if they whole stores go out of business then that means somebody else has bought it and they're probably promoting um getting rid of all the inventory they sell everything this is why you go in there and you're overwhelmed. You know why? They get everything. They get things that people wouldn't even think about getting in their store. That is why we are mimicking their store. Not because they're sitting down at a table with us and they're, and they're telling us trade secrets. If you're smart, when you go in an Asian store, Indian store, anybody who owns it that's been in business 20, 30 years, take your camera, your phone. Act like you're talking to somebody. And record what they have in that area. Go into Sally's and record. Okay, that's why these spaces, they want all the space so they can have all this merchandise. And let me be honest, the more stuff you have, the more money you can make. The less stuff you have, the less you can make. That's just, you know, that's the truth. 
The only way I think you could make more with less is if you open up a 500 square foot and have nothing but hair. Bundles, 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 tracks, tracks. But you have to be in an environment where people buy that constantly. Right? Right. So I want you guys to do some homework. Really examine their stores. Go and look at, go and look at all the product they sell. Some of their product they have in small amounts. Three or four of something. Some they have... Half an aisle of the product. But go and look what they sell. They have purses, nice bags, big bags, shoes. They have it all. Because they have learned that women, not just black women, women want to go to a store where we can buy our hair, our soap, some perfume, some eyelashes, a belt, some shoes. A purse, real jewelry, costume jewelry. We want it to be all in one, inclusive. Inclusive. That's what we want. We don't want to have to go to the mall to pick up hair ties, hair bows, hats. Right? If you try and sell everything, try and get your hands on as much stuff as possible. As much stuff as possible. Do you guys hear me? As much as possible. Go to the places going out of business. Go to the place that's having sales. Go to the places that are having clearance. But look at those dates on some of that stuff. Okay? You don't want no stuff that you can't hold in your store. Pay attention to that. That's very important. Sometimes the Asians have so much stuff. That's why their stuff expire because some of their stuff don't move. But look at all the other stuff that move in their store. Go look at what move. And you can see it by the dusting of their shelf because some of their stuff is so old. They haven't removed it for five, six years. So you could tell what moves. Go look at the stuff that move. And you know what that will help you do? Only buy stuff that move. Based on your area, you know, what is the demographics in your area? Is it mostly white, mostly black, mostly Asian, Hispanic, other? What? What's in your area? Do do you have a black store, but you have a white audience? Well, that doesn't make good sense, does it? Because then you need to figure out how much hair can you carry for both? You know? Is it fusion tips? Is it clip-ons? What is it that you got to bring in? Maybe you just bring in product for your Caucasian people like Kenra, Wella, Matrix, Joico, right? Because those are some products that they use. And these products are not expensive. Is it Paul Mitchell? Is it Sebastian? What is it? Nexus? What is it? Guys, do your homework every day. Every day when you leave, you should be on your phones or on your TVs looking at hair stores. Every day. Every day because this is your job. Every day you should be doing some type of investigational work for your business. Every day. A day should not go by where you playing games on your phone. Okay, you're going out to party. Every day you need to be trying to figure out how can you get more stuff. And when do you have enough stuff? When you have no more space to put anything anywhere. Utilize every inch of your space. Every inch. 
if there is space for a small flat wall to go on in front of your register, use it. If there is space behind your bookshelves, use it. Maximize every piece of space with something that is sellable. Every piece, every piece, everything. Don't leave any space because that's money. When you look at space, look at it like money. Every square inch, every square foot is money. It's money. If you could put a shelf on the wall, three shelves, four shelves, put it up there. It's money. It's money. If you got to put blank slab walls until you get something, put your ideas up there and do it. Put it up there. Inside my wig fitting room where you can sit down and try on wigs, I put pegboards up. And what is on there? Wig clips. So when people are creating wigs, I sell the clips. I put stuff right there. I put long clip on um, hair in there for people. That's what I do. Always be putting something in front of people. In my wig room is the perfume too. So as you're looking at wigs, you're looking at perfume. On your way out. You guys use all your space. Do not just let these mannequins stand in the window and they're not fully dressed. Your mannequins need to be having something on according to the season. If it's summertime, then put her on a cute little mini dress and a cute little top. I don't know. Put her on some sunglasses. She need to have on a straw hat. She had to have some cute flip-flops, sunglasses, honey, some earrings, and some jewelry. And if you want to go further than that, put on put her on some body art. For those of us that sell body art tattoos, there's just so much you can do. Don't leave any money. Okay? Don't leave any money. So that is this one. Don't leave any money. Use Everything, everything, your windows, everything should have something related to your beauty supply store. Everything, everything. Because when you walk in the Asian store, there's no room. There's no room for anything. They use it all. Their pegboard is to the ceiling. There's no room. They've left no room on the table. None. The money is picked up, okay? None. They use everything. Everything. There's no pictures of a family in there. They're not interested in that. It's not beautified. They're not interested in that. All they're interested in is product. Product. So, take their ideas, duplicate it, and tweak it. Because I like to go in a shop that smells good. I like to go in a shop that's beautiful. That's what I like to do. Now, I know I told you guys I was going to talk about the psychology of colors. So I may do one later on today, the psychology of colors. So it might you might get two videos because I really want to get that out there for people that's creating these logos and doing all this stuff. I really want them to know colors play a part in what they're trying to do. And, you know, um, maybe later on. I'll tell you about pink, red, white, blue, the purpose of the colors and why you should use what colors. That might just be like a five-minute video just so you guys will know what I'm talking about. Okay, this is Simone Faith here at One Stop Beauty Supply located in Moyoc, North Carolina. You guys, you can catch me on all social media. If you have questions, I respond. If you want to be on the podcast with me talking about your thoughts from your point of view, call me. All right, you guys have a great weekend.
And hopefully I'll be able to tell you about Batman because I'm going to see it on Friday. All right. Bye, guys.